Bob and Ray. Matt May with Bob and Ray. It's a new tunnel effect you're employing today, Ken, and I like it very much. Pretty. Welcome, fellow humans, to another program of Matt May with Bob and Ray. Before. Just a moment. When will he finish, friends? The noise in the background is by Ken and Bill. Kenneth and William. Before we say anything more, I want to... No, that's that's later, Bill. That's I want to uh, publicly thank Stella Vodak for her kindness. I want to thank her. I want to thank her. I want to thank her, too. I, want, I must explain everyone listening in what Stella Bodak does and has done for us on several occasions. She has made us what we are today. Stella Bodak is one of the more, or most talented, I should say, uh, uh, artists that I have ever had the pleasure of knowing. And, Bob, I look at you as I say that. <laughs> and uh, Stella does her, I mean, just as... As my good friend Hugh Smith would say, flattery will get you nowhere. She uh, she is outstanding. And what she's done is this, friends. She's... She, Bought four ties, four red ties, red, red, red wool. Red wool ties. And she's painted on them the likenesses of uh, Ken, Bill, Bob, and myself on the separate ties. And it appears that we're all wearing red underwear. <laughs> and it was very cute and wonderful. Even the facial, uh, uh, the facial resemblance. There's a baggy around the knees there, though, I noticed. I noticed. And you're having trapdoor trouble with your <laughs> yeah. But anyway, in addition to this this wonderful Christmas present for all of us, Stella has sent along the most remarkable portfolio. Of Christmas card, the biggest Christmas biggest card I've ever Christmas. seen. We get the biggest mail of anybody in the station, thanks Andy to Macassas her. Did you notice the Andy in Mary Margaret Magoon's room? Yes, yes, yes. that's right. Andy Macassas is something He's you always, for Christmas. always use when you're invaded by Macassas. I uh, always employ Andy Macassas. Here he is, Andy Macassas. It's Andy McCasser, his drums and orchestra. But well, we do want to thank uh, Stella Bodak very much. Uh, I, I think that this was wonderful. And, I think uh, she outdone herself. If I was only this. talented in some way, I would repay her. But I can't even ice skate. Well, you're not. You're not talented. If I could ice skate, I could do figures. You know something. what I'd like to do? I'd like to... Uh, to show my appreciation. I'd like to show our appreciation, Humble appreciation. somehow to her. What? By, uh, I'd like to show our appreciation to her somehow. How's that? How oh, could I we don't do know. It? Do you think we could? Uh, you could is there any possible way we could, Bob? Well, I don't know. Let's let's think that over. Maybe we could give her a belated Christmas present somehow, because she really deserves it for this fine work that she did. It's wonderful. Would you hold that up for the cameras to see, Bill? So everybody can see. It's side day. She has us dressed as Santa Claus. And We're all over the place. We're in Africa. It's amazing. It's terrific. Wow. Now then. I think I'd like to sing, friends. I've had thousands of requests. And, uh... There's your note. That's and my it's note. due today. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Be I don't think that's your type of song. You'll come to me. Now, for calm, break, victor, deep, deep, Listening to now, all the spoiled Canadians. Do I sound anything like Margaret Truman? No. Huh? Well, uh, I heard Margaret Truman the other night on the radio. I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to catch that program. Well, I I stumbled across it myself, and uh, Peg was singing away there, bless her heart, mm -hmm. and uh, I must congratulate her. 
Oh, we, we were saying uh, something Alan here. Froble, I understand, is coaching Margaret, too, isn't she? I haven't read that. I read that. Mr. Somewhere. Wilson would tell you. He's our Mr. Wilson also. Did you uh, teach Margaret Truman anything, Ken? I thought I recognized a few of your lessons <laughs> there, played by the, the great orchestra that was supporting her. I think it was the orchestra of uh, Common Cavallero. Kenneth Wilson's greatest contribution to records was his recording of Down Where the Wurzenberger Flows. I know all you still restricted. All you folks who uh, all you folks who only half hate Ken Wilson, you can really hate him now when I tell you that he also participated in the writing of the WHDH jingles. In fact, he was there when they were made, and Ken and he's on them, friends, yeah. and he uh, he's playing the organ on so many of those grand things. WHDH, your father's mustache. WHDH. Song that that was Ken who did that, friends. <clears throat> Ken wrote it and dreamt it up, and I think that he's it one. It was a bad dream too. Well, that's all beside the point, Bob. I think you're right, Ray, because it's time for a commercial. Okay, well, uh, leave us listen. Is it the right one? Do I have to tune my ukulele? No, I don't. Chesterfield's had a star, women and men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfield, ABC. Hey, incidentally, I like, I like those cordettes very much. I think they're wonderful. Bob, why don't you and I, so long as we have big wheels in this industry, yeah. why don't we do... Why you're don't right we, there, certainly. You're, you're completely right. Why don't this we, is an industry. Why don't we introduce the cordettes to Arthur Godfrey? So you think we could get him on, on television? Maybe he could do something for them. Okay. Because uh, as I understand it, and as I tune in my radio at night, he's on every station all night. Well, he works pretty hard. It would be, I have that impression mm -hmm. that he goes on here at about 7 in the evening on every station in America <laughs> and he's on <laughs> about <laughs> midnight. No, you, you're wrong and on that. Back in the morning, me. too, on all stations. You're, you're wrong on that. I'm, I'm not on that much of the time. But where are these girls you're going to introduce me to? I'd like to present them to you now the lovely Cordettes, Patty, Maxine, and Laverne, and Costello. So if you four girls. Hello there, girls. Hi. Hello, hello. I'm a spokesman. Woman. Who's the baritone in this group? Me. And, uh, how, how I'm a good-looking one, too, hey. How did you girls happen to get together? We're in the same family. We're sisters. How long have you been singing together? Well, ever since we learned what music was back in them good old school days. Well, it's certainly beautiful music. You like them? Good, thanks Wonderful a song. I think I'll tune my ukulele. Well, we don't employ any musical instruments. We like to think our voices are like chimes and uh, something like that. And uh, that's the soprano speaking now. No, I'm a baritone. And uh, I'd like to... Uh, Why don't you sing your song over again? Okay, girls, come on up here and help, help sis. Have you got the right key there? Okay. Chesterfield's had a star, women and men. Chesterfield over and over again. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfield, ABC. Howdy, Ray. Howdy, Bob, Ken, Bill, Charlie, Al. What's new, boy? Oh, I'm kind of, kind of down in the dumps today. What you doing over there? Had a flat tire last night, and I was looking for another one. I see. Did you find anything you size? I haven't had much. <laughs> Haven't had much luck yet, Ray. 
And you know this this ice capade show's coming into town. I'm trying to work the boys in there somewhere. Oh, I don't think, Tex. I don't mean to hurt your feelings or anything, but I don't think that uh, your type of entertainment. We play all kinds of music. I think we could fit in very well. Can you skate? Well, oh yes, no. I've seen you several nights late. Certainly, you. We we skated a little bit, Ray, but not too much actually. Your ankles turn, I presume. Have well, weak ankles. Uh huh. And uh, that weakness, I might add, has crept up to around your head, Tex. Yes, but anyway, we do have a lot of fun down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about Next it. week, we'll be in Bald Knob, Montana, for four big days and nights, Tuesday. You planning on being in America for Christmas? We'll be here, here and we'll be celebrating with the good old-fashioned plum pudding. Oh, I see. You know, the traditional dinner, of course, is pork chops. So I've been told. Your cooking expert told me that yesterday. Miss McGoon said the traditional Christmas dinner in her neck of the woods was pork chops. And, uh, well, we're making adequate plans for this Yuletide season. Are you going up to Miss McGoon's for the season? We haven't been invited yet. We've been hoping we might be. Oh, I presume. That I remember last year that she had open house. <laughs> That's right. And... Uh, I, I think possibly that she'll be back again with her... Well, fine, kind of fine, offer. good. Same kind of offer again this year. Good. Of course, I don't know. It's up to her, really. In well, life. Maybe she'll show up later, Tex, and we'll find out. We can ask her. Uh-huh. Well, well that'll be mighty good. I'd like to hear some music right now, Ray. Thanks a lot. Tex, it's a nice... Wait till I tune my ukulele. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> changes from year to year. Beautiful. I had a, a, a funny dream last night. People have been uh, wondering... Well, begin with, you're overtired when you start dreaming. Well, I may have been, but you know, people are wondering what's going to happen You've to discharges. You've been working much too hard. People are wondering what's going to happen to discharges when television comes in, and I had a dream that's going to answer the whole thing, I think. Well, what happens to it? No, well, I, I had this idea, see, in this dream, that... Uh, 
once television invades the disc jockey market, they will have television cameras set up in the studios. But instead of one disc jockey, there will be a couple of them who will meet every night. It will be like a, mess, a wrestling match, see? Bob, well, let me see. Uh, let me analyze this thing for you. See, I had a little bit of, of psychology. Oh, yeah, a little psychology in college? Yeah, and a bit of psychiatry thrown in when I... I see you wearing your college pen, a toothbrush today. You went to Colgate? No, I went to Colonos. Oh, yes. Now, well, you're going to analyze this. Well, wait till you hear what it is, see? All right. Uh, I mean, this is the thing. They, uh, we, they, they all change their names when television comes into the disc jockey market. Who changed? In other words, you, instead of Ray Goulding, you won't be Ray Goulding anymore. I you'll be known to... as Gorgeous Jockey. What do my kids think? Uh, I don't know, but you'll... Oh, you'll I know And then there'll be another one. Golden Super Jockey will be in there. That's me. Yeah, and then Crusher Jockey. We can have a load of them. They, yeah, I see. They all meet, and people call up to vote which one of the two wins the match, or maybe it's a draw. I see. Well, I think that's real good. Now, analyze that. Well, of course, it's, it's very apparent that you're being troubled by bill collectors. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can see right away that you're concerned over your financial status in this world as we know it now. I see. I, uh, I so suggest, far, you're not right. I suggest, uh, did you ever have a dream where several people were chasing you? And you kept yeah. running, and they kept gaining and gaining on you, and you tried yes, to... But hide. I don't have to be asleep. As I remember, <laughs> in those dreams... Now, let me see if I have this right. You're running with with snowshoes on, and they're on horseback. That's right. I see. And they do catch you, and you hide behind they them. They always catch me, yeah. And then you jump into a ditch. That's right. I see. That's right. I'm a what? You're I right. did Take him away, officer. Hey, he's confessed. Yeah, he's yeah. And now to the microphone comes Dr. Ordway hey, to tell us how he solved this amazing mystery. It's all very simple. I was making my way to my Baker Street lodgings one night to a thick piece of fog. And what, I, Tommy? I said, I'm Lyle Fogg. Fog. Lyle Fogg, my assistant, was standing by my side. There was a crackling fire on the hearth as I climbed the steps to my Baker Street lodgings. I came up on my horse. I remember that night. And said, Fogg fog opened the door and said, Oh, I'm here, sir. Right, Fogg, I'll come in. I got your wire. Thick pea soup outside, Fogg. Very foggy. Ah, it's good to get beside this crackling fire here. Oh, yeah. It's rather warm. I got your wire, Captain. Well, I'm... Uh, Ordway is the name. Uh, doctor? Lyle Ordway. I'm Lyle Fogg. Right, oh. We're two Lyles. <laughs> We're two Lyles from home. Now... The next situation is who did the murder and why? I don't know. If we knew that, we'd have the case solved. I tell you, if I were you, I'd arrest Sidney Greenstreet. Is he the, the one who did it? He always does it. No, yeah. Spring Byington never has done anything. She He's always so nice. any crime. Oh, I love Oh, I think Spring Byington always is always so nice. Oh, I think she's wonderful. She's always a nice mama that always understands Junior. So anyway, I went over to Spring Byington's place. Can I set the garage up on fire, Ma? Yes, <laughs> certainly, dear boy. I don't want you having any fears Never or frustrations when you grow up. Any harsh words for the children. daddy's car's in there? It's all right. <laughs> all right, son. Sure. Daddy won't be home until five o'clock anyway. Now go out and have a good time. Hey, Ma, I just broke a window in my ball. Oh, that's wonderful, dear. Did you find the baseball? Oh, uh, yeah. Good. But that ain't all. I've had funny dreams, too, Bob. Let me analyze them for you. Always these hands are reaching out for my throat and squeezing them so tight. The veins stand out of my throat. I believe I can analyze that for you. Your collars are too tight. Hey, that's it. That's it. 
Sure. It's very simple to solve these things. It takes practically no brain. You've been having dreams lately. Why don't you put them on paper, send them along to us, and Bob and I will giggle over them, and then we'll analyze them. Send along to Dreams, Box 10. That's right. And we still have a few hearts content left. Very, very few of them. If you still like a heart's content in time for the gay season, simply address a postcard to us here. Heart's content, care of the station. They went fast, boy. They, right. they were a sellout. Incidentally, we had some old hots and flowers around, too, if you'd like. Any. I think Green has got all of them. Left. We have waxed flowers and waxed hearts. If you'd like some, we can send it out to you. But that's all over and done with, I'm sure. We, uh... Have the music nook with us this afternoon. What about them, Bob? Are they still in business down in Norwood? They're still, they did a very nice favor for a friend of mine yesterday. You know, if you can't find any uh, RCA Victor 45 record player attachments, or if you can't find any of the things that go with them besides the records, like those little uh, things you put in the middle, you know, so the no. records will fit. No, I don't. No, I mean. No, I don't know anything about it. Well, if you can't find that, the music nook, spindles, hmm? Can't hear you. No, they, they, they make the spindle fat. Is that, yeah. is that the one? Yeah. Well, then you'll find everything to do with records out there at the music book, and especially this uh, 45 RPM line. And they're very happy to sell these things to you. I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> so what do they have, uh, these 45? They have 45 uh, RPM records to go with the... Victor, what is it, 9YJ or something? Smelly, friends, if you want to play a 78 on one of those 45s, you can. Sounds funny, too. Yeah, you'll laugh, and uh, a lot of people do that. They have more fun playing 78s, for instance. Uh, they like to get a Gene Autry record on there and play it at 78. It's a lot of fun. And uh, well, they, they get Ru Rudolph on there and get him going around there at 78. Great fun. Rudolph, the red nose. Well, he would go slower, though, on the 45, wouldn't he? What's that? He'd go slow, yes. You would almost say it glows. Because it brings out the imperfections in Autry's voice, which you don't hear otherwise. His his highs, friends, and his lows, uh, you, you can you can notice he's he's reaching for them. He has to climb up on horseback and hit one or two notes. Now, Gene Autry, rich baritone, sings. <laughs> he's rich, anyway. Well, I'll say he's rich. But we shouldn't be talking about him when we're talking about the music nook and, and RCA. No, and besides, certainly not. <laughs> besides no. records, they have a complete photographic line out there. That's right. They have the famous Gladys Squat-Out records, too. And uh, for Christmas, we like everyone's collection. <laughs> Everyone wants, of course, a Gladys Squat-Out record in the house for Christmas. I know I do. It's a, it's a little custom that Gladys Squat-Out's trying to get started. <laughs> to have her records in everybody's homes... Or houses for Christmas. Gladys Swatout I saw one time when I was in New York. She was on the, I believe, the Andre Costalamitz program, Bob. Mm -hmm. And she is very beautiful. Did you know that? Very lovely lady. Oh, yeah. boy. Beautiful, nice boy. I kept thinking that I'd like to be uh, cast opposite her in some opera. Like Puccini is famous for Garzo. Do you know the score? What? Do you know the score? Sure. Two to nothing. Be at the top of the eighth. I plucked a rose in the garden. Yes, you plucked a rose in the garden. Don't always agree with me. No, you didn't pluck a rose in the garden. Oh, has anybody seen my rose? What rose? The rose that was in my garden. 
It's over here. Yes, it's over here. It's over here. It's over here. I love you so very much. Careful that top step. I love you so very much. I also like green peas and squash. Next week, another... Another complete opera in digest form. That, of course, was Puccini's Red for Castro. Here, your teeth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we didn't mention the address of music number 707. Washington Street in Norwood. Midtown Norwood, friends. Right. Speaking to you from downtown Norwood, there's a crowd of people around me. Just listen to them roar. Boy, Happy New Year, anybody. <laughs> and we're here to bring you the celebration outside of the music nook. Inside, I can see warm lights glowing. People rushing down the street. Person rushing down the street. <laughs> Doing his last-minute shopping in Norwood. But anyway, if you do live in Norwood, or if you live within a radius of 300, 400 miles, we suggest that you buy all your records and everything that you want. Or if you have a mailbox anywhere near your house. You can, you can use it. The Music Nook is as near your home as your nearest mailbox. It's a phrase I just figured out, and I think Never I'll heard. sell it to you. So why don't you, well, if you can't get down there... The record records are as near to you right now as your nearest mailbox. It's the Music Nook. I don't know how to spell that, friends. G-O-O-K. Music Nook, 707 Washington Street in Norwood. Uh, you can send in and ask them to send something to you, and they'll be glad to do it. The 45s, cameras, records, everything. But just because we tell you, don't think they're not going to bill you for it. Oh, certainly they will. Sure. That's part of the deal. That's the way they like it, and we like well, it. Well, I was going to say something, and now I've forgotten it. Oh, I was talking this morning on the <clears throat> Miss Evans program to uh, a lovely uh, representative of the Ice Capades. Will you? And uh, she promises that there will be a real sturdy this she year. she took her skates off before she went into that studio because I just waxed it with beacon wax yesterday. She did. She put on slippers that we all saw. Incidentally, when we do wax the floors up here, Bob does it. And you do a swell job, I think Bob, I incidentally. Do. Well, it's easy with that. Show. He puts up a little sign outside. Uh, please put on these... Uh, please pick up your slippers in the supply room. They're, they're, they're what? They're shoe slippers, the type that window dressers use when they go in decorating windows. Oh, you walk around there. You, nobody can hear you. You can't creep up on more people around here. We, we feel like house detectives all the time. You can't hear us coming when we have on these shoe slippers. And I suggest that at home you employ the same method to keep your floors great, but you don't really have to with Beacon. But this we shouldn't be talking about oh, anyway. There, there another day. That's just something else. Well, Ken, all you've played is that one opera. What did you start to mention the ice capades for? What was she talking about? Well, she was talking about... Uh, I, I, asked her about having, I asked her about having weak ankles. Mm -hmm. And I might mention that hers definitely were not. Mm -hmm. But mine are. And whenever I put on skates, I always, I always bend outward, Bob. They kind of bend away from me as though they don't like me. And uh, I asked her what I could do to overcome that because... So many times during the winter, I love to get into my ice skates and go skating. And uh, she said that uh, she, uh, the only there's no such thing as weak weak ankles. Really, that the only thing you need to do is to get out and skate, and uh, after the first hour or so, uh, they won't be weak anymore. And I, I, it didn't add up to me, so I tried it this morning, and I went over here to the Swan Pond, 
And I put on my skates, and I skated out. Then I looked at the thermometer and saw that it was 59 degrees. And I knew that I was doing something that the scientific world would hold in a ghast. <laughs> I reached for the telephone, and I called Professor Thirdly at Harvard. He answered and said, Hello! Is this the wrong number? It certainly is. Thank you. I then came back to the studios, and I reported my findings to my superior. And he's given me KP for the weekend. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do, Bob. It's a dream I have. I see. How long have you known this woman? Uh, about three years. Uh-huh. Going on four years. And in all this time, she's never given you any money of any kind? Not a cent. I see. I've had to work all the time. I think you have a case against her. If you'll see me after the program, I can't give you legal advice here. I see. However, I'd be glad to help you as much as I can after the program. Do you have any sisters? Yes, three. <laughs> All right. I won't give you their names. Now, another of our talent discoveries, fact two of them, three young kids on their way up uh, who got their start right here in the original amateur hour. <laughs> Ken Wilson and Bill Green. <laughs> He's written some awfully pretty things. Uh, he also wrote, You Are a Dream, that has always affected me very well, deeply. It's a big song, too. No, no, it wasn't, as a matter of fact. It wasn't, I think actually. It sold two copies, but it's a beautiful thing. I had all about two copies, I guess. Yeah. I think that's very beautiful. Come dance with Too good. It's too good for There was you. another song that, that, that was very... Why is it now? A beautiful song will come along and nothing happens to it, like Music from Beyond the Moon, I thought was very that's beautiful. That's another good one. Yeah. But... Uh, 
Oh, Ken, now you're, you're holding me up for ridicule. That's what you're doing. That did all right, Ken. Uh, that was a good one. I, I don't think you should. But uh, why is that? I wish somebody would explain that to me. So many beautiful songs are written and nothing ever happens to them. Mule train uh, it sweeps the country. Now, why? I think you'd better call up Sigmund Space to find that. Answer. Well, that's the question that we'll hold over for the forum tomorrow. That's the question we'll open our program with tomorrow. What price music? About well, 35 cents, I think, Bob, for coffee, and uh, I don't know what records are going for nowadays. I don't know. It used to be. Of course, I don't play the piano. sheet music copy. Has that gone up like everything else? 60, 70. Oh, it is. 60 or 70 cents now. Me, for a song like How Times Have Changed, I can get 60 cents for a sheet music copy. You mean, uh, that's, well, no wonder I don't play the piano. What was the last piece you bought? Alice Ben Bolt? <laughs> no, I bought a beautiful copy of Alice Blue Gown with a picture of Donald Novus on the front. <laughs> now, I don't know how long ago that would be. You know, speaking of old pictures... a picture of Henry Burr looking down. You know, I was in a five and ten... Five and ten...